Welcome to Beyond the Wall, Más Allá del Muro, a bilingual podcast where we dive into muralism and public art, getting to know it on a deeper level as we learn about the people, process, and philosophy behind the work. I'm your host, Shannon McAvoy, recording from Santiago, Chile. Today on the podcast, we have the incredible artist Gary Drossel. Back in February, I had the pleasure of interviewing Gary. The episode with the first half of our conversation dropped on Monday. If you haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, definitely go back and do that now because it was so much fun and it really informs the rest of the conversation that you'll get to listen to today. Based in Southeast London, Gary Drossel has over 30 years of experience in public art, working primarily with painting and mosaic techniques. His mosaic work in particular has won several prestigious awards and gained international recognition. He has completed major commissions in Iowa, Chicago, California, and Washington, D.C. Gary has also worked on community projects in Chile and Colombia. In addition, Gary continues to create major public artworks at his home in London, including commissions for Transport for London, Chester City Council, London Borough of Bexley, the Royal College of General Practitioners, and many more. I met Gary at the first International Urban Mosaic Intervention in Chile in 2014, and later that year we both participated in the second biennial of muralism and public art in Cali, Colombia. Gary is a much-awaited and requested guest for this podcast, and it's an honor to have him on. In the last episode, we talked about Gary's beginnings as a muralist and mosaic artist, where Gary gets his artistic inspiration, and the stories behind two of Gary's major works, a floor mosaic at a hospital and a public mosaic sculpture. In this episode, the second half of our conversation, we go into more of Gary's most satisfying moments in his career so far, including a couple of mosaics for the University of Iowa and a collaborative community project in Columbia. Gary also generously shares his daily work routine, how he organizes his studio workflow, and how he gets most of his projects. Okay, and now to dive right back into the middle of our conversation. Is there another work that you would like to highlight as kind of maybe one of your most satisfying moments in your career? Yeah, there's a lot. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, you've done so much. So I'm not surprised that there are a lot of satisfying, really satisfying uh, moments. Yeah, one um, that I particularly like for the sort of whole start to finish thing is I did um, a project for the University, University of Iowa uh-huh. in Iowa City. And um, yes, that was quite a funny story because... They originally came to me asking for classical athletes. Okay. They wanted a classical classical athletes. Ah, they wanted you to athletes. depict classical athletes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kind of slightly modern, but classical athletes. Okay. Which I immediately think about Mussolini and all that kind of, you know, that how his new new classicism that he tried to get going oh wait I, i'm not off. making the connection i'm not making the connection mussolini was a classical mussolini the italian yeah. dictator yes 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 when when he tried to build his new rome mm-hmm. you know empire he he actually commissioned a lot of mosaics yes and oh. um they all tend to be kind of very severe looking athletes and you know, oh. that kind of 
that kind of style. Okay, so I had no idea. Sort of evoking the Roman Empire by using that kind of imagery. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I cut a long story short. I didn't really want to do that. Sure. So I did, I because I wanted the job though. Right. So I did a classical design and then I did a kind of modern funky design. Yes. And um, the committee couldn't make up their mind which one they liked. And they put it to the faculty as like a vote. Mm-hmm. And all the professors voted for the classical one, but all the students voted for the modern one. Ah! <laughs> so then so? they were a bit stuck because they didn't want to go down on either side. Oh. And then they turned around and said, well, you know, if we weren't asking you for anything in particular, what would you make? Mm-hmm. I said, okay, well, I'll do you a design, show you what I do. Yeah. And um, what I did was something, nothing like that at all. It yeah. was this um, design of the a river, because I like doing water and stuff. But uh, so the idea was to have the river of life because the philosophy of the building was wellness okay and the idea of this river of life was that you know these kind of interweaving lines running along the river mm-hmm. would be people's lives yeah okay so they would start at birth every little like source of the river yeah symbolizing birth and then this meandering river because the Iowa River itself is very sort of meandering, you know, across the plains. Wow. The Iowa countryside. So you've got this meandering river that reflected the Iowa River. Okay. And then there were the, the field, because, you know, Iowa's mostly um, agricultural. Uh, and when you, when you kind of fly in, you just see these field patterns everywhere. So yes. I did devise these patterns that were kind of the fields, but also taken from First Nation Iowa tribes and okay, the Amish quilts in that area. Oh and my gosh. Uh, basket cool. weaving. <gasps> so they got those three different sources of patterns. Oh, beautiful. And that made these fields. And then the center of the field is all sort of gold, gold, uh-huh. you know, like ready to cut. But that, for me, that kind of represented a life in balance or well-being. Yes. But the, the river kind of meanders through it. And then the edges turned like grey, shades of grey, which for me was a life out of balance. So, and, okay. and you could follow these lines from the river that, you know, sometimes there was imbalance, sometimes they went a bit off the edge. Uh-huh. Occasionally they went all the way off the edge. So it was kind of symbolic of life, that for me. Beautiful, <laughs> right. Sounds <That's> really <laughs> very philo- No, it's good. It's it's very philosophical of the goal of staying in balance and when you're too far yeah. in one direction yeah. or but the other. But then also the reality that most of us don't. <laughs> right. Well, you know, you, you, at some point you're going to go off the edge a bit, maybe, or. And then you well, come back. <laughs> and, which also m- mirrored in the fact that the Iowa River, the reason that the commission was going ahead was because the Iowa River burst its banks and oh. flooded. So it was like, I actually made the river go out of the edge of okay. the mosaic. Yes. So it kind of burst out into the surrounding 
Yeah. Cool. So it's like there's a lot. There's a lot of. Layers. There are a lot of I love that. Like an onion. Yes. Yes. The layers says. of of meaning. It's beautiful. All the layers of meaning yeah. that you incorporated into that. I think I'm seeing this one now. Is that is this one installed in an in a room that you have a? Uh, they also have a rock climbing wall. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's one of my Little absolute block. favorites of yours. Yeah. It's it's absolutely stunningly beautiful. Yeah, and it was a good. The site was great. You know, you got, um, I think it's four story view down through a light well off the mm -hmm. floor. Amazing. And it all went quite well. You know, the installation was good. And so that was good. Good. It sounds like <laughs> it was an overall really good experience. Mm -hmm. And and so, so cool. So you started out, you know, getting some ideas from the community, but then they said, well, you just create something with your own inspiration. Um, yeah. So in the design for this one, it was more, yeah, no, you, you still totally listened to everybody, but it's, it was less. I did, and, and my, my initial sketches tried to incorporate elements, but mm. I just couldn't do it. Right. I was getting really bogged down in designs yeah. that were getting too overblown. Sure. And it was only when I actually looked at a NASA photo of the river uh -huh. that was sort of infrared, so you could just really see the meandering of the river. Uh -huh. And I went right back to that. Yeah. And started off with just this meandering line that it sort of came together. Mm -hmm. Funny thing is, though, that they, uh, after I finished the River of Life one, they mm -hmm. said, oh, can we have the swirly sports one as well? So I'd made that as well. It's like bodies in a vortex. Oh, my moving. gosh. It kind of represents the different activities that go on in the centre. Oh, so cool. So there's like a diver, dancer different kind of beautiful beautiful i i'm gonna see you have by the way you have probably the one of the most complete websites i have ever seen of anyone <laughs> in the world there's <laughs> so many there's so much information and you have a complete catalog drossel.com we're gonna put this in the show notes and you have a complete catalog of all your, all your commissions so that's what i was just gonna go and look and try if to you can find right it now. yeah everything's a bit you got to find your way around, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was called Movement and Vitality. Movement and Vitality. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks. I'll take, take a look. Sorry. Got it, got it. Oh, yeah. This one reminds me of a mural kind of by the Mexican mural school of, I can't remember if it's Orozco or Siqueiros, but it, they have oh, very yeah. sweeping... Wow movements yeah yeah i wish i could paint me walls like that <laughs> sikeros is amazing yeah uh-huh oh. oh cool yeah you know you know him that's great yeah well this is a this mural of these different figures in the school is so gorgeous too it yeah. it looks so classical and it looks so i mean it's like monumental and timeless you know i don't know it was just expressive yes you're making these yeah. gestures with your hands yeah, gestures well, that no one can hear on the radio i know, I know. it's <laughs> like podcast. when you look at this you see you feel like these sweeping motions yes all yeah. the movement and <laughs> oh that's so cool too yeah very cool that was fun to make because it was just that was almost like making water mm -hmm. in mosaic which like i really enjoyed doing but yes 
it was like that. It was just go with the flow. Now, and you have to be very careful with the mosaics that you do on the floor, which, I mean, it seems to me that the floor mosaics, well, I, it's obvious that floor mosaics are one of your specialties. And mm. what are some extra special considerations that you have to make? Oh, uh, yeah, really, it's actually a whole different ball game making mosaics on the floor. Okay. Um, because there's so many other considerations you need that need to come into it. Yeah. You know, you have to think about slip you know nobody's going to slip over on it sure you have to think about water is you know if it's outside is the water going to run off you don't want puddles to form on it right it's obviously going to take a lot more wear than the wall mosaic takes because yeah. it's getting all that impact of you know people in stiletto hills or cars or whatever driving yes. over it so there's a lot more problems to solve Mm -hmm. uh, as well as the whole you know ground the ground actually moves quite a lot mm, um, yeah you know, outside so yeah there's like, a lot like the vibrations of people walking on it kind of yeah you know? or even just the ground itself you know it's soft yeah you know, I, I i had one mosaic that just sort of tilted because oh. the ground underneath sure. was soft oh okay and it just kind of tilted over slightly mm -hmm. <laughs> Oh my, yeah. That's definitely a challenge to consider, but it sounds like you and your team have developed a really, really thorough process for kind of making sure to minimize all the risks of, of damage, I guess, to a uh, Yeah, we try. Time. Yeah. We try. I mean, I'm, I'm, I make mistakes the same as everybody else. Uh -huh. So a lot of where I am now is to do with all the mistakes I've made already. <laughs> yes, you know? mistakes are I'm the greatest I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every job there seems to be something new, some new challenge to overcome. Because the mm -hmm. other big consideration for me is the yeah. whole thing that because most of my work is architectural mm -hmm. and a lot of it is new build projects, mm -hmm you've got that whole thing of dealing with builders okay, and yeah. construction sites right right all that kind of which is a whole another layer of stuff to conform to and you know comply with and yes. considerations about other contractors on site mm -hmm. the whole program of the build the new build you know all the other stuff that's going on and all the health and safety implications of working on a building site, stuff like that. Yes. Yes. A lot of different variables, yeah. a lot of things to consider for sure. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, yeah. it's different. I quite, yeah. I actually quite like doing installations because it's, it's like I've got the design side. So it's all just coloring in. And uh -huh. I, by the time I'm starting to get bored with that, I can go and start making the mosaic. Mm -hmm. and then when I'm starting to get bored of that I get to go out and lay cement and do something quite physical yeah I quite like the balance of the different activities yes that's that yeah. I like how you mentioned that I, that kind of brings us into my next question which is about daily routine and I know that not every day is going to be the exact same because of you know Mm. projects have different stages but mm. you, I don't know if there is 
a way you could explain a little bit of kind of what a yeah, typical, well, quote I, unquote, I typical quite, day could look like? Yeah, I have quite a straightforward typical day, actually. Uh -huh. First of all, I work Monday to Friday, 10 uh -huh. till 6. Oh, very day. nice. You know, I don't like to get up too early in the morning. And uh -huh. My studio now, I've got a lovely studio now. It's a 20-minute walk through a park from home. So I walk oh, through beautiful. the park, arrive at the studio. The most painful bit of my day is the first couple of hours, which is doing emails and that yeah. stuff, yeah. writing, trying to cope with or apply for new jobs because I have to keep applying for work all the time. That's another good <laughs> yeah. thing to talk about in a little bit here. Yes. Yeah. Sure. And, then, and then after lunch, usually, then I'm free to color in or make mosaics. Uh-huh. Oh, nice. And that's kind of it. I try not to work at weekends because, yeah, I do it if I really have to, but mm -hmm. I know that when I first started, I would work quite a lot of weekends and it just, mm -hmm. it's not good. You need the break. Yes. Yes. I think a lot of artists, myself included, really can struggle with the work-life balance, especially yeah. when you have deadlines and, exactly, and yeah. everything, but that's really great that you've been able to or that you that you really try to stick to your yeah, schedule 10 to 6 Monday to Friday. Yeah, yeah. I admire that. That's yeah. good. Cool. So and then about the projects. For most of the murals and floors and sculptures and public art that you've done, other public mm -hmm. art, there are three things or a couple of ways I can imagine that they could be done. There could be a project that you went through a grant or a contest, or also a just a private commission that somebody just asks you yeah without yeah. and have it's have you had both of those types um, of types of works I never I have never applied for funding for a project I know a okay. lot of people do work that way and it seems to work quite well for them yeah but I can't be bothered to fill in the form yeah I hate, yeah. I hate okay. filling in forms and I hate the hoops that they make you jump through to get yeah. the grants. Yeah. So I don't do any grant applications for jobs. Okay. Um, I apply for jobs that are advertised through various, you know, call for art or Perfect. various publicly advertised commissions. Mm -hmm. I apply for along with everybody else. Yeah. Uh, which is just a total, a, you know, everyday ongoing process that I nowadays I try not to think too much about the job. Mm -hmm. I don't even really hardly read the brief. It's a bit of a confession. But... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know, you, you got to do what you got to do. And sometimes I, you have I, to kind of not worry about it. I look so at the budget. <laughs> yeah. And I look roughly what they want. Yeah. And then I look at what they asking me to provide. Uh-huh. And if it's like send a CV or examples, I send it. Then if I get called for an interview, then I go back and look at the what the actual job's about. For sure, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> because I think... obviously most of the jobs I don't get, you know, it's a bit of a hit or miss thing. I, I really like I really like that, and I think that what you said actually could be really freeing for a lot of people because a lot of artists. Because I don't know myself, I tend to really work really hard on applying for if I would apply yeah. for something I mean, like this a, the first round yeah. and 
yeah you most a lot of them you don't get so yeah and it's a bit of a balance act mm-hmm. you know because you don't want to if you keep investing a lot of yourself in an application mm-hmm. and then you keep getting knocked back it can get very demoralizing you know yeah so if they only want a cv and some examples of jobs you don't really need to think about i don't i think you just send off if you it, you know it's the right amount of money it's the kind of thing you're interested in mm-hmm. apply it if it, you never hear back it doesn't matter if you hear right. back then you can go and do your homework and impress them in the interview i love it you know? yeah Obviously, some jobs where they are asking for designs, that's where it gets really tricky because if they're asking for a design up front or a kind of indication, then mm. it's like, well, how much work are you going to put into that? Right. right obviously, you, you don't want to put that. in too little work because then you definitely won't get the job if it's not a good enough design. But if you put in too much and you still get rejected, it's a bit yeah. of a balancing act, isn't it? I think... It- yeah, that is. That's why I like calls that have a request for qualification first. Yeah, and then, and then exactly. at the second round, they usually give you some kind of yeah. a stipend. Yeah, and then you can invest in it then. You can yeah. invest your time in and you design. can do a good job. Yeah. So, yeah, I do tend to avoid the design upfront ones unless it's something that, you know, like, oh, I could do a sculpture here and it's something I really want to do. Mm-hmm. Then I might. Yeah, you might something. consider. It yeah. might it might be worth it. You have to kind of yeah. weigh the pros and cons. Okay, and a lot of people have been commissioning you koi ponds, if I'm not mistaken. Oh like uh, yeah, private commissions. So you also take yeah, I do get private commissions from time mm-hmm. to time. They're quite good for filling in between the big jobs. Yeah, because I can have a koi pond in the studio at the same time as a big job, and it gets worked on when mm-hmm. you know, as and when. And that's an increasing side of the projects is the, private commissions. You mean that I you're think, getting more and more private commissions now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. That makes sense because you're just, you're really well known. And so it and makes everyone sense. Everyone wants people, a fish pond. Everyone wants that. <laughs> yes, or, or anything that you create with your hands. Like you're so talented. Uh, so, that's cool that, that they're, that's growing, that area of your work. Uh, to me, it's because wealthy people are getting more wealthy. Ah, that yeah. could be. They've got more disposable income, especially you know, over the last 10 years or so. The, mm-hmm. the income levels of the well-off have shot up tremendously. Um, that definitely would not surprise me. Well, but that's good for your work. That's then you like, can make more, yeah, more fish art. Pond. <laughs> yeah, another fish pond. And yes. So, and in your studio, is your studio, you can have like a big project plus a couple little commissions going on at once? Or? And, and what I normally try and do is have one that's being designed, <laughs> one that's being made, and one that's being packed and prepared to go on site. That is like an no, assembly kind of process. Stages. Amazing. That's, That's good. the ideal. Don't always manage it. That's a good I can goal. normally I can cope with two mosaics on the go in here comfortably. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. I've got these nifty tables on wheels that I can rearrange into different formats for different mm-hmm. size jobs and stuff. 
Oh, cool. So they're quite good. <laughs> Very nice. Um, yeah. Okay, let's see. Another, got some more questions here. Would you like to talk at all about traveling to other countries to make art uh, or, well, you've, you've I, traveled to the U.S., You've talked about that. I don't know if any other countries you've been able to travel to because of your art. Yeah, well, actually, they're my holidays. <laughs> they're like your vacations? As, as probably like most mosaic makers, I don't actually earn enough money to have a lot of holidays. But working abroad is a real treat, I think. And uh, mm -hmm. some of the best projects I've done have been abroad. Mm -hmm. In fact, particularly the South American stuff, like you know. That. Yeah. Yes, we met in, in Chile. In Chile, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. I, at the at Isadora Paz Lopez's. Um, yeah, and that that was amazing. How yeah. amazing was that project? Oh my and gosh! It was it was just phenomenal. like, yeah, it was like everybody come together and really nice environment, making this amazing, crazy mosaic and getting to connect with people. It was fantastic. Mm -hmm. And then following on from that, we did the Kali Street Art Festival in Colombia. Mm -hmm. And that was really good. And during that, I hooked up with uh, Graffiti Crew, Ink Crew from Bogota. Oh, really? Oh, cool. Yeah. I didn't know about that. Yeah. And so then I went back to do a project with them in Bogota uh -huh. in one of the... Um, Barrios just outside Bogota and that okay. was a totally it was equally amazing crazy and just like yeah amazing project uh so basically we got the guys from Ink Crew which are kind of a group of graffiti artists yes so they've got the whole you know they know how to paint murals and they they got the design skills and they got the enthusiasm and they know the area and that mm -hmm. and then but they wanted to make a mosaic yeah so they got me to come over and help them yes. make a mosaic uh -huh. and the project itself was in the uh, Paraiso Barrio which is up in the hills overlooking Bogota okay and it was incredible they've been working on uh, design with the local people Oh, including beautiful. there's a lot of displaced uh, Aboriginal people, uh, you know, okay. from who were during the civil war in Colombia were kicked out of the mm. sort of forest areas and stuff and ended up mm. living in Bogota. Okay. So there was a few different sort of tribal groups involved and we did an amazing workshop for one of the tribal groups that get design ideas and stuff like that wonderful and, um, brainstorming yeah and I think they was expecting like 10 people so they laid on like dinner for 10 people yeah and then like the whole it was like the whole community turned up it was like 30 wonderful. or 40 of them all turned up together it was amazing oh that's so and, cool and um but the one the crew guys said oh look, we're really sorry but we've only got food for 10 of you they just had these sort of food boxes of chicken and rice and stuff and the tribal leader person said oh no don't worry about that and they got all the boxes together got a big bowl broke it all up and put it in a bowl and then shared it all out with everybody 
Oh, it was really nice. That was that's beautiful. That's really <clears throat> yeah, beautiful. and that, yeah, that was nice. And they, and so we did this huge mosaic direct on the wall. In and the with all these that, forty participants working on the no, mosaic there, too? there were different participants. That was okay. just for the design workshop. There were different oh, yeah. participants okay. came along during the yeah the making. Lots of kids, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um. Sure. But yeah, we just did this huge mosaic. Oh, sweet. On the theme of Los Manos de Todos, as of lots of hands rebuilding. Yeah. Los Manos de Todos? Everyone's yeah. hands? Yeah. Oh, beautiful. That's and, cool. Um, yeah, it was an amazing project. And we yeah, stayed in the barrio for the whole time and made, made this. Wow. This How long were you there making that? One week? Or? Yeah, it was like a couple of weeks, I think. Uh -huh. It was like real hard work. Right. Really. We covered it was I think it was um it was enormous it was I can't remember 90 meters long or something crazy it was oh my god like the sort of thing if somebody approached me here <laughs> in London and said can you make this mosaic I would say no chance <laughs> wow or, well, or it will cost you you know more than you can possibly afford right. but there even when I got there and looked at the wire, I thought, there's no way we can do this. It's just too much. Uh -huh. But the energy of the ink crew guys and the dedication to the community and that was amazing. And they just did it. Wow. It was brilliant. That's great. I'm yeah. really glad to hear about that experience yeah. that you had. It was a great, great experience. But all those, you know, all those things are good. Awesome. And so get, get out of London every so often. Yes, for sure, for sure. <laughs> really nice to be able to travel for art. And teaching, I teach at the Chicago Mosaic School. Okay, yes, I did. Yeah, I saw so that. I do like a one-week teaching session there. Mm -hmm. Every pre, you know, COVID aside, right. that's normally every nine months or so. Okay, you go there, teach for a week, which is always great because it's like a advanced course. Right. So all the people on it are experienced mosaic makers. So uh -huh. oh, that's nice. always really good fun, you know. Well, so I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to sign up for the next opportunity <laughs> <laughs> when I'm in Minnesota again, and it's not yeah. so far away. Um, yeah. So that oh that that's good. Yeah, Chicago's a fun place to be. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Speaking of COVID, has COVID nineteen affected your work as a public mm. artist? Do you yeah, feel? yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, like really bad, really bad. Yeah. Disease side aside, just yes. purely um for work. Yes. Work bases. Here in England, it's difficult to separate out the problems of COVID and Brexit because they've all come on top of each other. So, okay. yeah, that's had a huge impact on my work. I had two projects cancelled, like big projects cancelled. I had, I got one project stuck in a crate in Arizona that I haven't been able to get out to. That's oh, huge yeah. again. I had another oh. project in um, Indiana that I couldn't install because I couldn't get there. Oh, so I had no. to get an outside installer to do it, which okay. really was annoying. Yeah. And had a financial impact as well. For sure. So, plus on the Brexit side, it's really difficult to get hold of materials now because I get all my ceramic comes from France and glass comes from Italy. Okay. 
that's been difficult or the prices have gone up and I'm sorry that it that it has been a challenge and affected you that way. Yeah, it, it's not over yet. But it's not over. Well, we I, I just keep remembering I did a really nice project in Rome with yes. a bunch of mosaic makers. Yes. And the Italian guys there who are like very experienced mosaic makers who actually work on the Roman restorations in in the forum. And they just kept saying to me, if you make mosaic, you don't eat. I know we don't want that though. We don't we have to change we have to change that mentality, right? Yeah. Oh gosh. I just thought, well, if they can't make make ends meet, God. Oh gosh. Well so, but the, it's a challenge. It can be, yes. Well but but I'm so, very stubborn. And that is helpful to keep going. Yeah. Yeah, and, otherwise I would would have given up a long time ago. <laughs> and I, what I do see, I mean, I do see you've still been working. At least you've at least you know you've been able yeah, to got, still, still work. work yeah, mm-hmm. still make yeah. some amazing work even despite the pandemic existing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's good. It's quite easy to isolate as an as an artist. Right. I mean, unless you're doing a community work with a lot of volunteers, like yeah, yeah. If you're if you're not doing Obviously, that, I mean, yeah. then. You don't have to have too much contact with people. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you have any recommendations for artists who would like to start making mosaic murals or public art? Yeah. Actually, now it's probably much, in some ways, easier now Mm -hmm. than when I started because there's so much more information available. Mm -hmm. You know, like I had to go to the library and found some Victorian book about making mosaics. Yeah. And it wasn't even any books about making mosaics then. Now, you know, it's all online and there's courses and all sorts. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are some brilliant courses out there, I think. Particularly the ones in Spilimbergo and Ravenna. Yes. Two really good places if you can get to Italy. Plus, it's a good excuse to go to Italy and sample the food and wine and enjoy yourself. Yes. Also, you you have a course I saw on Domestica, an online course. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, that uh, I mean, that's I an guess, online course, uh-huh. which has the advantage of being very cheap uh-huh. and uh, simple to follow and all that. So that's good. It's not the same as in person, but right. No, but that's a really it's great a, way. It's a good can... place to start, probably. Yeah, um, a great place to start. At home with your own stuff. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Cool. Uh, and then when you get more ambitious, you go to the one in Chicago. <laughs> yes. For but sure. um, the other thing I'd say is people not to worry too much. I think people get very scared about moving from, you know, a, a little thing project they're doing at home to something out in public. And whilst obviously there's a lot to consider, yeah, at some point you just got to like jump in and do it. Grab, Amen or that. grab opportunities that come along. I think that's. I'd say I haven't really got a path that I. I'm. You know, you can have. Right, I'm going to go this way. I'm going to do that. I, I've not really done that. I've just grabbed opportunities that come along. Mm-hmm. So like, turning the mural into a mosaic was just an opportunity that popped up, and I went for it. Yeah, it's a, a great. What's the worst book. that can happen? 
exactly <laughs> I, I do have a somebody sent me a video one of the italians sent me a video there's a comedy sketch where there's this priest i think he's marrying two people yes in a church and behind him there's a big mosaic yeah and you can see there's two guys standing at the bottom of the mosaic just like finishing it off putting a yeah. few tapping some pieces in yeah and just as they're tapping the last bit in the whole lot just falls off the wall oh no <laughs> Oh dear. And that's like, since I've seen this video, that's my recurring nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh man. Gosh, hopefully, no, we never want that to happen. But yeah, you no. always get so worried about it. But you have to press on anyway, right? Even with that, yeah. you know, that thought you might have and this worry you might have about it to everything collapsing, you got to just keep on going yeah. ahead. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's actually a lot of help, even from cement manufacturers and, mm -hmm. you know, the tile companies that make the tiles also give quite a lot of useful information to help. Yes. That's good to remember for sure. So that we can that. avoid issues as yeah. many as possible by following those <laughs> instructions and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing you should tell everybody is oh, yeah. health and safety. Yes. Make sure that everything is following safety yeah safety guidelines guidelines and, yep you know be aware of materials that you use that are hazardous and you know yes. be sensible if you're working from heights and stuff like that right right that is mm -hmm. a very that's a very good look after yourself yes yes look after yourself yes your health very good words of advice yes <laughs> I could talk with you for a really long time <laughs> about yeah. so many more things. Any closing comments? No, well, no, just thanks for talking to me, connecting yeah. me up with the world again after all this COVID isolation. Yes, well, thank you so much for being here. It's been an absolute pleasure. You're really Anytime. easy to talk to and you have yeah. this amazing, an amazing body of work. And I hope we can talk again sometime. And your website is drossel.com, yeah. right? And anywhere else we can find you? Uh, if you're interested in, yeah, what's going on sort of behind the scenes and all that, Instagram is the best one to look at. Perfect. Which well, is also just mm -hmm. Gary Drossel. Perfect. And we'll also put that a, a link to that in the show yeah. notes too. Because then awesome. you get to see what's going on behind the scenes kind of thing. Excellent. <laughs> Very good. Well, uh, thank you so much, Gary. I hope you have you. a, yeah, I hope you have a great day. Get we'll, back to smashing tiles. Yes. Go back to smashing tile and <laughs> we'll be in touch. Great. Well, that was a blast to get to talk to Gary. Here are 10 powerful takeaways from our amazing conversation. Number one, it is beautiful to explore many layers of symbolic meaning in public artworks, like Gary did with his River of Life mosaic. Number two, mistakes are the greatest teacher. Number three, throughout your career, every new public art project you do will have a new challenge to overcome. Keep going and keep learning. Number four, being a public mosaic artist, you will never get bored because the changing stages of a project from designing to making to packing and installing keep you interested. Number five, 
And this one is easier said than done, especially for muralists starting out. But please try not to work on weekends. You need a break. Number six, top secret tip. It's possible to apply for an open call for art without thoroughly reading the brief. Because the chances of being rejected are high, this is a great strategy to save your energy. Of course, there may be times where for a project that's really important to you, you'll want to read the description carefully, but for most projects, don't worry about it. I think this may be one of my favorite takeaways from the whole conversation. Number seven, an assembly line workflow can help with public mosaic projects. In your studio, have one work that's being designed, one work that's being made, and one being packed and prepared to go on site. Love that. Number eight, you don't need to have your career all mapped out. Just like Gary took the opportunity to change a painted mural to a mosaic mural, grab opportunities that come up in your life and see where they take you. Number nine, don't let your worst case scenario fears keep you from making public art. And number 10, safety first. Follow all safety guidelines throughout the different stages of your public art project. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Beyond the Wall, Masaya del Muro. We love that you're here. In the show notes, I've put links to Gary's artworks that we mentioned in this episode. And also remember, you can find Gary at his website at drossel.com. And for more behind the scenes of Gary's work, you can find him on Instagram at Gary Drossel. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to support the show, you can also follow us on Instagram at beyondthewall.muralpodcast. Sharing this episode with a friend and leaving a review are more ways that you can spread the love. Finally, you can support us at my Patreon page for exclusive benefits related to the podcast. Find me at patreon.com forward slash Shannon McAvoy. Have a great day and see you next time.